you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I am so glad to welcome Jonathan Green to the show. Now he is a best-selling author of 300 plus books, a celebrity ghostwriter, and a high-ticket affiliate marketer who now lives on a tropical island in the South Pacific. He has turned being fired during a blizzard into a thriving online business. And today we're going to be talking about increasing your revenue by giving your book away. So welcome to the show, Jonathan. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's one of my favorite topics. So Jonathan, why don't you start out because, you know, your bio kind of intrigued me, fired during a blizzard. So I'd love to hear your story of how you went from there to authoring over 300 plus books. Yeah, so I thought it was my dream job at 29. I was at the peak of my career as a teacher and it didn't work out as these things sometimes do. So I bought a new car, signed up for a new apartment and Monday I came into work and I was fired. And I was driving home from work. I said, I never want someone to have this much power over me again. Honestly, that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. If they hadn't fired me, I might still be working that job, making that really low wage, living that really low life. And it forced me out of the nest, if you will. And from there, the very thing that kind of got me fired, got me discovered because I had a blog about my life and just all my crazy adventures. And I got a call from a publisher who said, hey, would you write a book for us? The thing that cost me that job is the same thing that made my dreams come true. And that's the very first book I ever wrote. That is so cool. So how did you end up publishing so many books because obviously 300 plus books that's a huge number yeah i started off writing books in direct response so these are books you buy directly from a website not from amazon so you buy in the direct response market similar to an infomercial and that's where i started that's where that first book went and i did that for about six years for a lot of different partners in the direct response world in the world of people that create products and sell them online versus books they call them products instead of books they charge a lot more money And then around 2016, I dabbled in Amazon with a few small books. One of the books I wrote for a client, which was about potty training. So I potty training my first three children. I did it all myself. Number four, I'm starting to work with her. She's time. Just turned two years old last month. So I'm the potty trainer, my family. And I wrote this amazing book and this product that they never released. I said, hey, if you're never going to release this, can I just, if I rewrite it, that's different enough. Can I put it on Amazon? And they said, sure. And it became the number one potty training book for an entire year. I was the number one book. Obviously, I had to write under a pen name because no one wants to learn potty training from daddy. It always has to be mommy. Massive success. And I saw this opportunity. And from there, I just began to put more and more content onto Amazon. And I began to write client projects, not just in direct response, but also client projects for Amazon and for regular traditional bookstores. Wow, that is so, so cool. What would you say has been the most challenging part of that? So the most challenging part of ghostwriting is dealing with clients. If you've ever done that, you know that they change their minds oftentimes. They sign off on things they haven't read. 
So as part of the process, of course, we do the interview, I write the outline, I send the outline to get it approved before I write the book, and then I'll write the rough draft. And sometimes they never read the rough draft, and I never hear from them again. Or they read the rough draft and go, wow, reading this, I realize I want a completely different book. And I'm like, well, that's a completely different job, right? Because that's why you have the approval process in anything where it's creative. So those are the biggest challenges. The final one is when, especially in ghostwriting, is when you get accused of something. So I had a client accuse me of making up an entire story until I sent him the recording of him saying that story for me that I I just transcribed. He goes, why did you make up this entire story? That's insane. And I go, here's the recording of you telling me that story. And I even included, I can't verify this because I couldn't find backup online that the story he told me was true. And so I included that in the notes. I go, you told me this, so I'm including it, but I can't find a verification to link to because I usually put it in the footnotes. Working on a book for someone right now, and there's several times where he goes, this paragraph makes no sense. And it's a transcript of something he said to me. It's an exact word for word. All I've done is add the punctuation. So that happens a lot. You have to disconnect from that emotion, like letting it hurt your feelings. Cause I'm like, I could say, I didn't just write that, <laughs> right? I didn't make that up. That came from you. But you know, when you want to get the second payment, the third payment, whatever, like you have to kind of disconnect from that. So those are the kind of things that happen with clients a lot is most of the time, the stuff they don't like is the stuff that they wrote, not the stuff I wrote, mm -hmm. but it's just part of the process. And of course I charge accordingly to cover for how that makes me feel. Okay. Let's switch over a little bit. We're talking today about increasing your revenue by giving your book away. So I'd like you to take about, you know, probably a good five to seven minutes and just talk about that. And how can my audience, you know, increase the revenue by giving their book away? Sure. The most important thing is to look at your books as part of a business and say, how can I generate maximum revenue? A lot of times when people come to you for book coaching, they go, I'm going to publish a book. One book's going to make me a millionaire. And I say, well, that's not going to happen. The royalties for a book are so low that you have to sell such a volume and all the most successful authors are very prolific. Whether yeah. you look at Anne Rice or Stephen King or even the Harry Potter books, there's tons of those are still writing more and making movies because that's how you generate mon money in fiction and in nonfiction. It's really about having your back end products, whether you're selling coaching or other people's courses and more expensive things. So my book is $7.99 on Amazon, but my products range from $97 to $10,000. So the royalty is so irrelevant. At a certain point, I realized I was paying more in ads than the cost of the royalty of a book. I was at about break even. So so at $7 in royalties for every book I sell, and I'm paying $7 in ads for every sale. Like I'm doing, giving the books away for free anyways. Mm -hmm. so that's what you start to realize as an author, right? It costs money to generate sales. It costs money to generate buzz. And especially in more and more of these bookstores, it's pay to play. They're really trying to get you to spend as much as you can. And for a while, that was really working for me. I was doing really well with ads. And then one day, Amazon said, what if we just change the recommended bid? And they change it from a penny to a dollar. And a lot of people go, okay, I guess I'll bid a dollar now just because it was a recommendation. And Amazon 100x their revenue. And suddenly, books that were profitable or break even became massively unprofitable because of the cost. It costs me more to get a single click on Amazon than it costs me to get an email address from a Facebook ad. So it's yeah. most expensive platform. People complain about the cost of Facebook ads. Amazon ads are more expensive, like a factor of seven to 10. There's a lot of people who don't care. There are very wealthy people who are putting out books and don't care what it costs to generate sales. So they'll pay $20 to sell a $3 book because they just want to see how many books they sold. And that's all they care about. If you know, if super rich parents, you have a millionaire in your family, or you have billions of dollars and those numbers don't matter to you. And they're kind of flooding the ads market. So I realized that I have to pivot. I also started to get some bad reviews. So I have about 500 five-star reviews and about three one-star reviews. And those all became the top of the product listing. And I said, well, that's weird. And I could tell they were all three written by the same person because they kind of said the same things that were really personal attacks about me, not really about the content of the book, but 
there's not much you can do because Amazon doesn't have any people that work in the book department. There's not a single human in the entire Amazon Kindle department. So anytime an author thinks, oh, I can email support, there's no one there. They're all gone. The entire algorithm, all of the support stuff, all of the review stuff is all handled by an algorithm, by a computer. There's no person. So you can only get a review taken down if it has like your home address in it, which I have had happen. The only review I ever got removed had where I live put in it. So I realized, oh my gosh, they have so much power over me. And all it takes is one review. And I'd already, I pivoted before that happened. So I realized, oh my gosh, if something happens, there's no person. If I get a bad review where Amazon decides to lower my book ranking, there's nothing I can do. So I need to generate an external way to grow my audience. So I had this revelation that I read a lot of science fiction and I don't only read one author, I read tons. And most people I know who have personal development books or books on yoga or books on growing a business or books on fashion have more than one. They don't read just one author, they read 10 books on the topic or 20. So I started to see other authors rather as competition, as cooperation. So I began to reach out a lot of authors. I said, hey, what if we just all give our books away? I introduce my audience to you and you introduce your audience to me. And what happens is the 10% of my audience that is about to leave me anyways, they go, Jonathan's okay. They meet another author and they go, whoa, this is who I want to be following. And so my bad fan becomes someone else's super fan yes. and they trade me. So what's very interesting is we trade fans and it's a win for me and the other author, no matter the size of our two audiences. And so I said, oh, I'll let other authors compete on Amazon, run the ads, do all that stuff. And I'll just partner with them. And so for about four or five years, that's how I've generated a lot of my audiences, just doing partnerships with other authors and saying, hey, let's introduce our audiences to each other. Now I still sell a lot of books on Amazon. I still have a lot of automation there, but there's no money in that. All the money comes in. People come to my audience and they buy stuff that costs thousands of dollars. And I don't care really about the four or $5 royalty for selling a book or a $2 royalty on a $2.99 book. So by shifting the focus of my business to this part, my revenue seven X within about 12 months, I said, Oh, this is where I need to be. This is the best way to grow my audience. It's about audience size. Rather than focusing at the beginning of the funnel, I focus on the end. I say, I want as many people as possible to start following me, to join my email list, to read my blog, to listen to my podcast, and then get introduced to my products. And that's really what's helped my business grow in revenue. And now I don't do as many author exchanges. I still do a couple of years, but I still, it's the same thing. I still give away the books on my website. I still give away the books on all my social media channels. And so it's still the way I generate the majority of my following, even if the way I get my books in front of people is different. And the most important thing is that we've all been to someone's website and said, oh, join my newsletter, or here's a free gift for joining my newsletter, but we don't know what the free gift is worth. But if I could say, here's my book, you can buy it for $25.99 right now on Amazon for the hardback. It's got 500 five-star reviews, or you can have it for free for your email address. I'm now saying to you, your email address is valuable and I'm willing to pay for it. I'll exchange you something that you know has value. It has anchored value because it's a real world product that people have paid for and they've left reviews for. So not yes. only people paid for it, they bought it and said, this is worth it, but I'll give it to you for free because I know your email address is valuable. So it's a barter. And we all feel that way. We would all pay a lot of money to never have another spam email again because we value our email addresses, we value our privacy. So this allows me to compete with everyone else who's giving away a free PDF or whatever, but it has no anchored value. We go, what, what, what is the PDF worth? I don't know. It's only worth my imaginary value, but now I have a real world value that I say, no, this is what it costs. People buy it, but you can have it for this. And that's allowed me to grow. That is awesome, Jonathan. So Jonathan, one of the questions that I, I love to ask every author who's been on the Author to Authority podcast is what was the good, the bad, and the ugly of publishing those first books? Right before I published my flagship book, Serve the Master, in August of 2016, I got a really bad review. Someone emailed me and says, listen, your book is terrible. You probably don't want me to publish my review because it's all these problems. And this is about four days before the book is coming out. And it's one of my early reviewers. And I wanted to cry. It was so painful. And I sat there and I said, well, I can either fix the book and do a dramatic change or do a massive rewrite, or I can give up. And so I spent 
10 hours a day for the next three or four days. I think I spent 35 or 40 hours just rewriting the entire book. And honestly, I don't remember what the book was like before that review. I rewrote it. The book became a massive success. So it was the impetus to make things better. I sent the new version back to that person. They go, oh, it still stinks. So it was like, no pleasing them, right? I rewrote the entire book for one person. That person didn't care, but it did make the book into a massive success. So mm-hmm. that change made a huge difference. And it led me to kind of change a lot of parts of my process that made things a lot better. That was one of the toughest moments, but it led to like a lot of success. So that was one of the best things that came out of one of the worst things. And then the other challenge is just realizing that it's very, very hard and very competitive to generate book sales and to keep things going. You have to constantly come up with new ideas because it's like you have to have new reviews and new readers and new traffic sources constantly. So there's all this pressure you as you are an author to constantly perform and it's very difficult. So that's one of the kind of challenges. And then the good part is when you get just an email, like, oh, your book changed my life, your book saved my marriage, your book gave me hope, kind of helped me reach the next stage of my life. So when people read one of my books and have a success or write a review, that makes me feel really good. That's the best part is when you actually help people. So Jonathan, if uh, the audience here is listening and they want to connect with you, what are the best ways that they can connect with you? And obviously you give away your book for free. Do you have anything else that you give away for free? Well, if you go to give to get free.com, I actually give away eight different books you can choose from. They're all bestsellers. They all have tons of five-star reviews on different topics that I've written over the years. I've written about 30 books under my own name. Most of the other books I've written are pen names or ghostwriting names. That's the best way to get information from me. And like I said, I give away a bunch of free. And if you visit my website, you read a blog post on any different topic. I also give away specific PDFs about those specific topics, whether it's blogging or podcasting or writing a bestseller or getting your readers to give you their email address. So your book becomes more profitable. Awesome. That has been fantastic. So this has been Jonathan Green and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Can I ask a favor of you? If you've been enjoying these episodes, can you please just share them out? Can you think of one person who would just really benefit from this podcast and let them know about it? I work really hard to try and bring on great experts to help you with your business. And if you could do that for me, I would be so eternally grateful. So have a great day and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The Extraordinary Word Ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.